it's such a happy event. And when such event such an event usually occurs, people are are smiling, their faces beaming. Many times such an event brings people together that maybe haven't been together in a long time. It brings extended family in from from all over. Usually the people are very happy to celebrate such an event. Now, about what am I speaking? Maybe a holiday, Christmas or Thanksgiving. Maybe um, an anniversary, a golden anniversary. Maybe a birthday. Maybe a funeral. Well, that one really doesn't fit too well, does it? When we think about death or when someone close to us dies, we usually don't think of that as an opportunity to say, hey, let's, let's have a party. Rather than being happy, we're sad. Rather than, than faces that are smiling, we're downcast, we're glum. Rather than being happy that, that we get together with family, well, we are sometimes sad that it takes that kind of a tragedy to bring the family together. And we definitely don't want to celebrate funerals every other week. But that is looking at death from this side of heaven. In the gospel reading for today, we have a powerful message about death, which actually looks at it in a different way. It looks at it from the perspective of Jesus. Let's listen again to a portion of that reading from Luke chapter 7. I'll start reading at verse 14. Jesus went up to the open coffin, touched it, and the pallbearers stopped. He said, young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear gripped all of them, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. This was reported about him in all of Judea and in all the surrounding countryside. Thus far the text. As we think about this account of Jesus raising this this widow's son from the dead, it's very clear that we see Jesus is the Lord of life. Now, the first question I want to think of, want us to think about today is, do we see that? Do we see Jesus as the Lord of life? Now, maybe you're wondering how that could happen. How could we see Jesus? You might say, well, I've never seen Jesus. And that would be true that we haven't seen him physically, even though he is present with us physically. But we see the Lord of life in his word. In the Bible, consider how we see Jesus in this miracle. Why did he do this miracle? Was it just to to make a show, just to gain attention, draw attention to himself? Well, really, any of Jesus' miracles have as one of their main purposes to show who Jesus is. All throughout the Old Testament, it was prophesied about this coming Messiah that he would do certain things. That he would heal people from their sicknesses. That he would give sight to the blind. That he would give hearing to the deaf. That he would raise people from the dead. And so when Jesus comes along and does these things, it's very clear who he is. He's showing himself to be that promised Messiah, the promised Savior. 
So when Jesus raised this widow's son, this widow's only son, he wasn't just showing compassion. He definitely was doing that. But he was also showing who he was, that he had power, the power over death. He was showing he was God. In Deuteronomy 32, God said through Moses, Now see that I, only I, am he, and there is not a God comparable to me. I put to death, and I make alive. Who else has such power other than God? There is no one. So when we, when we read this account of this miracle, we see Jesus. We see Jesus as the Lord of life, the one who has ultimate power over death. That's really the way that Jesus thinks about death, that it has no power. It has no power over us. Now, we think that death has power. If you look at the surveys that, that rank the most stressful times in people's lives, repeatedly, death of someone close to us comes at the top of that list. And if you've lost someone close to you, you know that feeling. But Jesus says that's not really the way that it should be. And it's not really the way that it is. For those of us who are part of his family, part of his kingdom, death has no true power. Think about in the Old Testament when God refers to himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now those three great men, those patriarchs of God's people, they were dead. And yet God still says he is their God. Which means that that they truly are not dead, but living. They were faithful followers of God. They had been brought to trust in God as their Savior, as their Lord of life. So when Jesus raises this widow's son from the dead, he is showing that death is powerless. It has no true power over us. And it is insignificant in the face of his almighty power. With one word, death was vanquished. With one word, death was stopped in its tracks. This is a very clear message that we see in God's word. We also see, though, the, the Lord of life in our lives. Many of you might not be able to think of a time when Jesus wasn't in your life, when you weren't one of his children because you were baptized perhaps as a baby and you've believed in Jesus your your entire life. You may not be able to remember a time before Christ had made you one of his own. But Jesus definitely can think of a time before. In fact, Jesus knew you. He saw you in eternity. Paul says in Ephesians, Before God made the world, his love led him to choose us in Christ to be holy and blameless in his sight. Now think about that for a moment. Before time began, before this entire universe was created, God not only knew you, but he chose you. He chose you to be one of his people. He chose you. Even though he knew you were going to be conceived and born in sin, even though he knew that that you would be born without any inclination toward him at all, even though he knew that even as one of his people, you would continue to sin against him, 
You would still disbelieve at times. You would still hate and, and lie and steal and cheat at times. But still, God chose you. And because he chose you, you are changed. When God baptized you, he changed you from someone who was dead, who had no spiritual life, into someone who was living. Someone, he changed you from someone who had no hope at all beyond this mortal existence to someone who is going to live forever. God gave you this new life through the the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. The life that Jesus lived, God credits you with that perfect life. The death that Jesus died on the cross, God said that's the payment for the penalty of your sin. And Jesus' resurrection from the dead means you too will rise from the dead someday. You are changed. And you see yourself, you see this change in yourself every day, in your thoughts, in your words, in your actions. You don't live simply as one who has no hope, as one who is not a Christian, someone who pursues their own pleasures and and doesn't have any kind of regard for anyone else. You live as a child of God because you have life, spiritual life in you. And you live also as one who knows what lies beyond this mortal life. You know that on the last day, when Jesus comes back, you will see him face to face. And it won't be a a fearful time. You won't be scared. You'll be happy to see your Savior, to know that you'll be living with him forever in heaven. You have the sure and certain hope of everlasting life. So yes, you do see the Lord of life. Through his word, he brings about a change in you. And he also changes your life. Now, this change is really not a secret. Remember in the text what the crowds did after Jesus raised this young man from the dead. It says, they glorified God, saying, a great prophet has risen among us. And God has visited his people. This was reported about him in all of Judea and in all the surrounding countryside. These people, they had seen what Jesus had done. They saw his power over death. And so we join with them in their report of what Jesus has done. That is, we tell others about Jesus, about the Lord of life. Now we do that, one way that we do that is by sharing God's word with other people. Think about what it is that that brought you to believe in Jesus. It was God's word. God's word in the Bible. God's word in the form of baptism. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ, Paul says in Romans. So, when you bring a friend to church or to Sunday school or Bible class, what is it that they hear? They hear God's word. They hear it in the liturgy, in, the, in our order of service. They hear it in the, in the scripture readings. They hear it in the sermon. They hear it in the hymns. They hear it in the Sunday school lesson. They hear it in the Bible class lesson. They hear the same word that changed you from being spiritually dead to being spiritually alive. And will that change happen to them? 
Maybe, maybe not. Will they be brought from death to life? It might happen that way. We know that God's word has that power. At the same time, we're not in charge of the results of them hearing God's word. Paul calls the gospel the very power of God. But we leave the results to God as to what's going to happen in that person. God says in Isaiah 55, My word which goes out from my mouth, it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish the purpose for which I sent it. All we do is bring someone to the word. Or we bring the word to someone. If you've got a friend who's experienced a tragedy or who's going through a very difficult time in their life, what comfort can you share? If you know someone who seems to have lost all hope, what hope can you share? At times like these, when when people around us are saying that all hope is lost, we know otherwise. We know that God is still in charge. Consider the widow in the text. It seemed to her that all hope was lost. Here she was, a widow. She was on her own, no one to support her except for her one and only son. And now he was dead? What kind of hope would she have about her life? But then Jesus came along, and he changed all of that. The same Jesus is the the same one that we share with our friends and our relatives when they need to hold on to hope. You see, our witness to someone is not just with our words. It's also with our lives. If a friend needs to hear the message of hope that Scripture brings, we, we don't just share with them a Bible verse or two and leave it at that. We also tell people about the Lord of life with our lives, the way we live them. We're familiar with that saying, actions speak louder than words. We could say, really, that that the original author of that saying is the Holy Spirit. Because he inspired James to write this in his letter. If a brother is going without clothes or daily food, and one of you tells them, go in peace, keep warm, and eat heartily, but does not give them what the body needs... What good does it do? So faith, if it is not accompanied by works, is dead for that very reason. Imagine if Jesus had walked up to that funeral procession that day and gone up and said, Oh, I feel feel really bad for you, and, and I'm, I feel terrible that you've suffered this loss. Here he was, the one who holds ultimate power over death, And he would come up and and do absolutely nothing? So also with how we live our lives. Yes, we are concerned about the physical needs of others. And we do what we can to help. More importantly, we're concerned about the spiritual well-being of others. And so we do whatever we can to share the word with our friends, with our relatives, with our neighbors. Anyone who needs to hear that word of the Lord of life. At the beginning of Romans chapter 12, Paul encourages us to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. In other words, we allow the Lord of life to use us as he sees fit. And so we allow him to use us as fathers, 
who who protect and, and provide for our families, our children. We allow him to use us as mothers to nurture and to shelter our children. We allow him to use us as children, being obedient and, and giving respect to our parents. We allow him to use us as employees, giving work and, and obedience to our employers. And these in so many other ways, we share our lives with others and we thereby show them the Lord of life whom we serve. Now again, it may or may not make a difference to the people that, that we're sharing with. That's not up to us. We know that it definitely made a difference to the people in the gospel reading who witnessed firsthand the power of the Lord of life. We have witnessed that same power in our lives. Share that witness with whomever you're able. Let the message of your life be, Jesus is the Lord of life. Amen.